0: Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbrough and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of pronounce Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis.
1: Alright, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by JLD Hot Sauces and Knives. Guys, they have the best hot sauce. Their award-winning hot sauce, Buczolica, comes in hot, extra hot, my personal favorite, and Thai flavors. They also have Reaper Madness Special Reserve, made with the Reaper pepper from Carolina. For the brave, you can get the death shot. It has the extract of 10 Reaper chilies in each one-ounce bottle jld also has the highest quality handmade knives you'll find anywhere including ones for hunting fishing and cooking go to jldsharpsauce.com and use the code saints and get 10 percent off your order today it's not too late for christmas gifts before the end of the year that's jldsharpsauce.com uh dave is not with us but kevin is back for a second week in a row kevin you know what i did today because i Don't like to do actual work around the holidays. I found our very first show on Blog Talk Radio. And people, if you think the show is bad now, and it is, me and Kevin's first show, it was like two guys talking about doing a show. So bad.
2: I kind of want to listen to this.
1: It's bad. You go to Blog Talk Radio look at the archives. It's terrible.
2: What do you guys talk about the Saints at all?
1: <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> it's uh, it's actually the Saints. It was the what year? Two
2: thousand seven. Oh, so it's only like a couple of years before I joined. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So
3: yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they, yeah. Like you, like it was me and Ralph for I think like a year and a half, maybe two years. I think Wang did one or two shows. Dave got on board, I think, in the '09 season. Yeah, and then yeah, oh yeah, yeah, because I remember him for sure at the NFC champ being on at the NFC championship game. Yeah, oh, yeah, he'd been on for a while, so '09. And then, uh, Ju- when did you come on, Juge? Like ten, sure. maybe ten. Yeah,
1: ten, eleven. Yeah, we had you on. A, I think we had a, you on a couple times in ten, and then like eleven, you started full time. But that's bad. We don't even know. Even know the days, I, and I forget like the milestones, and then I see the ticker of like the shows, and I'm like, ah, fuck, the 475 show pass, the 500 show pass. God, we should have like told people. Uh, but people, so the Saints won 12 to 9, and Saints Twitter and the national media, Kevin, had a collective fucking aneurysm partially because. I think we're spoiled rotten but partially because there's a whole fucking generation of Saints fans they don't know how to watch a 12 to 9 football game and they don't know how to appreciate it and they don't know how to get into like enjoying it like Hang on a
3: second. None of us fucking none of us were enjoying that game until the end.
1: All right, <laughs> let's
3: hang on a second. Let's 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 cool our own fucking Jets here. That game <laughs> was 12 to 9 It could have been put away midway through the 4th, and it wasn't. Or it could have been put away late in the 4th, and it wasn't. And then it could have been put away again, and it wasn't. And then, I mean, come on. we're We're not some salty old hands. This ain't fucking Ernest Hemingway, old man in the sea here shit. This is, hey, this fucking team that has an offense that we still remember ought to know how to fucking go out there and rip the guts out of somebody. They haven't done that consistently in over three games. We've relied we're, on... We're
2: all on the road.
3: Stunning... The, the stunning thing is it's been the defense that is that is not only ba- come to the rescue, it's bailed this team out on more than one occasion, on several occasions this season... To the point that it's actually one of the better defenses in the entire goddamn league. That's what's stunning. That's what's surprising. It's
1: the best defense in the league since week four by points allowed.
3: Oh yes, it was an extreme. Yes, it was an extremely frustrating game. It was an extremely nerve wracking game. Uh, heart palpitations, agita, the whole, the whole thing. But. All of that is, okay, you get to say that and we get to act whatever about it, but we get to act indignant about it because the Saints won.
1: Well, I mean, I feel like it wasn't, it was enjoyable to me just because it was the the comedy of the fuck-ups. They just, Saints just kept stepping on rake after rake after rake and Carolina being the incompetent team that they are and their quarterback is injured. They just couldn't take advantage. So I was finding it morbidly amusing. But Andrew, the thing is that that was weird is as the game went along, I got more and more I wouldn't say nervous, but I felt the importance of the game got more and more important because the Saints were losing offensive linemen it seemed like every 10 minutes. And like I really feel like they need that double buy now cuz they were one injury away from Zach Street getting the call from Sean Payton and coming out of the booth and grabbing a helmet. I mean, if yeah. <laughs> if if uh if Pete would have got hurt, we
2: on the game, Zach, we need you down here
1: it, no, but, but seriously, if Pete would have got hurt, who would have been the next guy up at left tackle?
2: well, on Twitter, Zach said it would it would have been um Josh Hill,
1: <laughs> Josh Hill. Oh, my God. I mean, they they didn't have have another. They they have just run the single wing with Taysom Hill as a protective I mean, they didn't didn't have another
2: offensive line. They didn't have another offensive line. I mean, they have uh, Derek Newton who was inactive, but they couldn't play him in that game. So they they did not have another offensive lineman on the active roster.
1: Would Josh Hill have been worse than Bryce Harris, Kevin?
3: (sighs) I'm not even going to consider that. I'm just going to imagine that Taysom Hill was the
2: one getting the getting the call. I mean, I re- I realize. I mean, part of it's just me being the weirdo that I am. But like, I I enjoyed the game. I I thought it was a great game. I mean, I was definitely frustrated, and obviously, I wanted the offense to do better than they did. And I'm not, and I'm not even pretending that it's not concerning. Um, but I don't know. I I thought it was a great game. I mean, it was a one-possession game pretty much the whole time, and so while it was frustrating, um, you know, I, I knew every time the Saints were getting the ball back that they could do this, and I knew it was an opportunity to kind of come back. And if you know, if anything, the Bucks game, I learned my lesson from that to just kind of bear my head down and, and I mean, gut it out, you know, and, and see how it was going to end because I knew that Breeze – like. I knew that it just couldn't keep going like that forever.
1: Well, it didn't it didn't feel like Dallas, Kevin, in that the Dallas game you watched and you were like, Man, Dallas is just kicking their ass and they're not gonna score and they might play they could play another two quarters and they might not score. Last night I was just like, just stop fucking dropping the ball and shitting all over yourselves and you'll be fine. And they they just never do that. They just never did.
2: But you guys didn't get any pleasure out of just how much they were dominating Cam Newton and I how did. well they like, the defensive
1: domination of, of Cam Newton was delightful and the one thing that was frustrating was and Andrew we said it on the pregame show for patrons only, you should donate, become a patron, you can get that access. We said that we wanted a blowout because we wanted Sean Payton to break out an honest kids juice box to troll Cam Newton on the sideline, but you can't do that in a 12-9 game. You can only do that in a 48-7 game. Kevin, are you there?
3: Yeah, I was saying you can still do that in week 17. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs>
1: you could. I mean,
2: I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you, Ralph. I mean, listen, uh, for me, it was just one of those games that was kind of miserable to watch. And a very early, I mean, halfway through the first quarter, maybe second quarter it was clear that it was going to be this kind of game and so then you I mean at least in my estimation that this is kind of I just accepted it and I was like all right this is this is the kind of game we're gonna have to win and and so then I was locked into just hoping for the best rooting for the best and I found it entertaining I mean you know and part of it for me I don't know if it's just as a High school and collegiate athlete, just being a tennis player, I just, I remember personally, and, and maybe this is just my perspective, but I was never good enough to win on sheer talent. And I remember my coaches when I was young just telling me, like, to cheat? Not, no, not to cheat. But <laughs> like, you're, you're, not, you're not good enough to win on talent alone. So, like, you got to want it more than the other guy. And you, it's got to be, it's got to come from within you. You got to fight no matter what. And like some matches you're going to play great. And a lot of times when you play great, you're going to win. And then sometimes you're going to play awful and you just have to find a way. And so I kind of enjoy those games where, you know, I mean, the 40 to seven games are fun. Don't get me wrong, but I kind of enjoy the games where there's a challenge and breeze is not playing his best football, but, the defense is keeping the team in there, and he's just got to find a way to win the game. And especially on the road, it's hard to win on the road in the NFL, and I just felt like it was one of those games. I mean, for me as a tennis player, some of the most satisfying wins I had in my tennis career was when I was playing, like, absolute dog shit, and it got down to, like, the last set. And, you know, I mean, the, the analogy here is, like, the final two minutes of the game. And despite the fact that you played poorly – you had a chance right there at the end, and then you steal it. And that's a
1: those- lot. You, the, the most enjoyment you get on the tennis court is is beating 60 year old women, humiliating them, and uh, 6 1, 6 1. Well,
2: just because they're on breathing tubes doesn't mean that I don't get satisfaction out of winning. <laughs> a win is a win, Ralph.
1: It is. It's true. But, Kevin, I feel like, and this you is. You heard same- me on that, though. You know what I'm saying? no I, I get it the thing is I, I get it here's the thing
3: it was a I was watching the game I I was fist pumping anytime they got a lot of pressure or actually I was getting really excited when they would get a lot of pressure I would fist pump when they would really like get to the quarterback when they would hit Newton when they would really like hit when they would stop a run re- uh, after a short distance or even at the line of scrimmage I was excited about all that my thing was the offense just Did nothing to help the defense. They did X to nothing to help that defense.
2: There's no doubt. There's no doubt that the offensive performance was bad. It was concerning and it was it was disappointing. But I I just think the thing I don't like about it is I think too often as fans, you know, the Saints are 12 and 2, right? And we just start to assume that's their identity. Great offense. Complete team, best team in the NFL, 12 and 2. And our assumption of the Panthers is that they're 6 and 7 and they're on a five game losing streak and they're terrible. And so we almost like don't even allow ourselves to enjoy a close game that's kind of ugly, where, you know, Saints Panthers, great division rivalry because we have these ideas in our head of what their identity is. And we, because of that idea in our head as fans, we just think it should be 36 to 20 and if it doesn't play out that way the saints are awful and they're playing an awful game but like i don't know i every game and every circumstance is different and and i i kind of enjoyed that about that game
1: well here's the thing about the saints that's weird Kevin is on the advanced statistics and football outsiders the first like six the first like 5 weeks of the year the saints were a top 3 offense and a bottom 5 defense now they're a top three defense and a bottom five offense the last three weeks, which is just weird. The one thing that that this totally confounded me and 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 it felt very strange is I didn't realize how injured Cam Newton was. I mean, you watch the Panthers a little, right, and you watch them get stomped against the Steelers, and I watched them a little against Tampa and other times, but I didn't realize how hurt he was. And I'm not saying that I felt bad that the Saints were hammering him. He is so fucking injured. Like, I I mean, Kevin, he reminded me of Aaron Brooks' hurt shoulder, where he's just, it's just like, you know? Did either of you not feel bad, necessarily not feel bad for Cam Newton, but were either of you surprised at how, like, injured he looked?
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I... I don't know. I I I was amazed at how much at how close the defense was getting to him often. Um, I didn't know if that was just like the the rigors of a of a long season. Um, I didn't know if that was a case of Dennis Allen really scheming the hell out of things.
2: Uh, well, the Saints' pass rush is good.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, but, like, a lot of Cam Newton's throws looked
2: awful.
1: Looked off. That, so. that throw that, that Eli Apple intercepted was – it was a great play by Apple, and I'm not saying that
2: – That was if, one of Newton's best throws of the day.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I feel like a healthy Cam Newton throws it to where it's not as easy a play for Eli Apple.
2: Like, his, I arm agree. Is- he, 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 his arm is cooked. And, um, you know, frankly, he's lucky that Christian McCaffrey's on that team because if he, if his running back was C.J. Anderson or – um, who, what's that old running back they used to have, the guy that um, – Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, Jonathan Stewart. Like, <laughs> Damn, it would have been even Williams. worse for him. It would have been even worse for him if he was throwing a Jonathan Stewart. You know, I mean, I, he's lucky, man. He's lucky that the defense played the way they did. He's lucky that keekley, had a, a whale of a game. He's lucky that they got that halfback pass for a touchdown. Because, I mean, o- otherwise, if the Saints were rolling offensively, it would have been a thirty-five to nothing game. I'm surprised, man, that he wore those cleats. That he talked all that track media. He trash. If, he knew, if he knew how messed up his shoulder was, like I'm just surprised that he kind of doubled down in the media and with the cleats and and, and even like I mean. <laughs> The, the, the most ridiculous part about it was that he wasted, like, with 35 seconds left, he wasted, like, 15 seconds celebrating <laughs> was, the first down. That was and like, Pete and Camp then they, there. And then they, they called timeout out like, 20 seconds left. And, like, that had nothing to do with an injury. That was just, like, being too consumed with his hatred for the Saints to, re, you know, to be focused on the actual game.
1: Kevin, could you respect the petty of Cam Newton just disregarding the clock, disregarding the game score, but he was going to do his little first down dance no matter come hell or high water. I I, I respected it a little.
3: Uh, yeah, but you know when you're trailing, <laughs> it, it's just whatever. Hey, hey, you, you know you, you're Superman. Go ahead, man. Go do your thing. Whatever. Just enjoy the. Enjoy the wine and enjoy the brooms coming your way.
1: They're gonna fire I, everybody. I mean, it,
2: it, it's twelve and two, and it, it's four in a row over the Panthers. I mean, there's just no way you're not you're gonna talk me out of enjoying this.
1: No, it's it's. I'm fantastic. not trying.
3: Hang on, I'm not trying to talk anybody out of enjoying the win. I'm not even trying to talk anybody out of out of enjoy like out of, out of any of the positivity. I'm I'm just like I'm just saying like last night I was a nervous wreck until that clock hit 0 and then and then after that I was like you know this it, you know I can't believe the defense had to bail the the team out again which it which it's done and it's like I'm 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 constantly surprised by that and it's I you know that's a great thing and believe me I'm enjoying all of the the saltiness uh from people and, and, and the Sean Payton being petty, throwing his hat in the stands. I'm enjoying the, the, the locker room videos with uh, Bridgewater. I'm enjoying all that. Bridgewater
1: shit. is a national treasure. I'm enjoying yeah. all of it. He is. I'm let, me, let, me it. I'm just, just, let
2: me ask you this. I mean, I, I, I don't know yeah. if you remember week three or not where the saints played Atlanta in Atlanta and it went to overtime and it was an epic win where Drew Brees had the spin move and he scores, um, and the Saints win in overtime. Was that game where I, Ralph I mean maybe you remember the final score it was like 43 to 37 or something like that. 43 to 37, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um Drew was that did the more the
1: spin move for the touchdown? It was great. Like
2: to me to me this game was the same thing. Like it was to me it was just as exciting. Like there was less scoring and maybe more sloppy play on offense, but the defenses were dominating and so I mean it was just a different phase of the game but like i mean if anything for me it was kind of more exciting as a saints fan cuz the last 12 years we've seen more games like week 3 than we have like this one we haven't seen we haven't seen any wins like this one really in, well no they haven't
1: they haven't won scoring 12 points since billy joe tolliver beat the bucks 9 to 3
2: yeah, I mean the only the only game I can think of that was similar was I remember going to this game in, in person. It was the opener after they won the Super Bowl, and they played the Vikings again. And I remember they won like fourteen to ten or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
2: yeah. But I'm, but I mean, you know, we we don't see games like this very often, and in the Sean Payton era, and so. I don't know. I, th- that's my question to you, Kevin. Like, did you enjoy Week Three at Atlanta more because it was high scoring? I I might I I probably did. I probably did. And
3: and and like here. So here's here's something like, so like your, I, take, your
2: takeaway after that game could have just as easily been like our defense is trash.
3: I mean, I I pro- I might have been like, man, that th- this defense has to get. I probably would have been saying, man, this defense has to get better. This defense has to, like, right the ship a bit. So, so, so we're not having to over rely on Drew Brees because, because we, we can't, we can't always do that. And so now it's sort of like flipped the other way. I'm oh, yeah. here, I'm I'll, here's, here's, here's what I'll say to sort of like try and, to, maybe try and put a cap on it for me and, and maybe sort of like come, come, uh, Toward you guys in, in the, in the, uh, po- uh, world of positivity of like, this is the kind of win that teams get in those
2: special years. Yes. Yeah. Agreed.
1: Well, Andrew was texting me left and right. He's like the saints, cause this is, it's the year of many things, but 2018 really is the year of, good kicker luck for the Saints and Andrew's like good kicking luck is going to get it's going to go for the Saints again but the thing is with me is I just like especially when the Saints are good like the Benny Hill games where the shit just goes wrong like they're much more fun to enjoy like I enjoyed the Cleveland game because it was a fucking comedy of errors and they won and you just walk out and it's fun and it it's not fun when you're five and nine, but when you're 12 and two, man, last night, it's just like you can like bask I just in the, the in stickers, absurdity the, the of
2: Super Bowl, it. The Super Bowl year had a similar thing. They were down 28 nothing or whatever it was of the Dolphins. There was the chip shot against the Redskins, and then they come back and win an overtime. There was the Jets game where the defense, I think, scored two touchdowns, and they won 20 game nothing, where the offense didn't play well. Yeah, but like the offense was awful against, and I think Vilma that Vilma tackle game, like Matt Ryan didn't even play in that game. Like Atlanta started some backup, and, and they still had trouble beating him. <laughs> and then they lose to Tampa at home and get shut out in the second half. So like, 2009 had games like this too, you know. And right. and so I I, I I so I agree 100 percent with you, Kevin. Like, the uh, you're you're gonna have wins like this in a special season. But kind of my parting thought on this topic. Is that when you look at the Saints and you look at where they are right now, and talk now taking a look at the future, I would much rather the offense be in a rut, knowing that we have Sean Payton, knowing that we have Drew Brees, knowing that we might be getting Ted Ginn and, and Teron Armstead back, knowing that there's still pieces, even, even as currently constructed with guys struggling. Michael Thomas is still there, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram. I mean, they're still, they, they can figure this out. And I would much rather them going into this next game thinking, hey, there's a crisis on offense. We need to figure this out. And Drew Brees and Peyton putting their minds together to figure it out and working overtime to make things better than the defense being a calamity where we're relying on Dennis Allen and – you know, Alex Anzalone. I mean, whoever, like, to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so, like, I, I, for me, like, special teams and defense are awesome, great. Like, I'll take my chances. Sean Payton and Drew Brees figuring it out.
1: I just wanted to play the Mario theme because you said Anzalone, but I was. Well, that's why. That's point. actually
2: why I dropped his name.
1: Here's the thing, though. The Saints linebackers. Clearly, this is the best linebackers they've had since the Dome Patrol. Like, it's not even close anymore.
0: Like, yeah, yeah.
1: I, 2009, like, Fujita was great and it was fun and Vilma was really good. But, dude, Anzalone and Davis, Kevin, they wreck shit in a way that I haven't seen in a generation. It's like 25 you gotta, years.
2: You got to give AJ Klein a shout-out for recovering a yeah. fumble against his old team, yeah. too. Uh, but they... It,
1: Uh, Kevin, I'm going to ask you this question because people know that you watch the film, you break it down, you know the route tree, you know this and that. Right, exactly. Do the Saints really miss Ted Ginn way more than we expected?
3: Shit. (laughs) Didn't you ask that last week? I did. Didn't you ask Ted Ginn-related questions last week? I did. I did. Yeah, because yeah, I, I remember. I, I, thinking,
2: I, I think he might have asked, asked you Kevin. bullshit an answer there, so I'll bullshit yeah.
1: one here and it'll probably.
2: <laughs> not, not, not only did he ask you, Kevin, but I'm pretty sure he set it up the exact same way.
1: I'm a terrible host. Donate and we'll get a better one. But <laughs> seriously, I just, like, I feel like with Ted Ginn, he, I, I guess today I'm stuck on it. It's like last year, that second Atlanta game. And the playoff game versus Carolina, the Saints' offense was kind of in a rut, and the big play for Ted Ginn like kickstarted it. And I feel like he just gives defenses something to fear that they don't now with the Saints. And I bought a Ted Ginn jersey on the discount rack, and I want to be able to wear it again.
2: Shit, wear it anyway, man. <laughs> You know, you know what, you know, I'm going to take this whole thing like a step further guys. Like, what if, what if the offense like is just stuck in this unreversible rut and drew Brees and and the offense is just the, the, let's just say like, this is who they are now. And through these next two games and into the playoffs, the offense is just going to kind of suck. And the Saints still find a way to be so good defensively like the Broncos the year they carried Peyton Manning's corpse to the Lombardi Trophy. Um, What what if the Saints win with defense and special teams and Breeze basically falling off a cliff and not performing well for the rest of the season and the playoffs still wins a title? I mean, like, he kind of deserves that, man. Like, he kind of deserves for a change for the defense to carry him, carry his sucky-ass playing. That would be, like, his rightful reward for all the bullshit they put him through.
3: And and lo, Drew Brees looked upon the field and only saw one set of footprints, and then he turned to Cam Jordan and said, Cam, why do I only see one set of prints? And Cam (laughs) Jordan responded, for Drew, that is when the defense carried you.
2: <laughs> I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the game against Carolina, they owe Drew like 50 more of those.
1: Here's, here's the inter- that's an interesting thing.
2: I'll tell you who owes people
3: something from that Carolina game. Tommy Lee Lewis. Oh, shit. All of the booze, all of the watches, all of the cocaine, all he, of the strippers. Is he, whatever is he still that, on the team? It's, it's on Tommy Lee, folks. It's on, Put it on Tommy Lee's tab.
1: I have to say they had somebody on Twitter that – you know how they have the pylon cam now and they showed – Tommy Lee going over the pylon and him fumbling. And somebody tweeted out, that's how Uncle Phil used to throw Jazzy out of the house on the Fresh Prince. And
0: it's kind
1: Classic. of Classic. But, but here's the thing. Is he still on well, the here, here, here,
2: con- here, 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 Here's my question. Here, hold on. Here's my question. Would you guys say if Bounty Gate is Sean Payton's darkest hour, is it possible that Tommy Lee Lewis is Bill Parcells' darkest hour? Oh
1: God! Tommy Lee Lewis is Exhibit A that Bill Parcells really hates Sean Payton. <laughs> you know, Bill Parcells also apparently gave a ringing endorsement for Teddy Bridgewater. So it makes me scared oh, of that. Oh
2: God! Oh God! But,
1: um, but Andrew, no, you made an interesting point about <laughs> about um, the Saints. It wouldn't it be great if the if the offense. Continues to kind of stink, and the defense carried them all that way. But here's an interesting question: Is that possible? Absolutely. Do you think? I don't know. I-
2: as long as they don't play the Rams <laughs> or Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, I mean, if the path was like Seattle, Dallas, or Chicago, if those were the teams they were playing. Um, and then in the Super Bowl, I mean, I don't know, Chargers or, I mean, the Chargers are pretty good offensively, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it's not inconceivable that the Saints could play three playoff games, kind of, not, maybe not that bad offensively, but but, uh, I mean, if the but Saints, similar type of games.
1: If the Saints win the Super Bowl and don't score 30 in any of the three playoff games, I mean, what ridiculous thing would you be willing to do, Kevin?
3: I, I, listen, I, I, don't, I don't even, I don't know. My, look, my brain can't comprehend that. It just can't. All I'm just saying is if the Saints win the Super Bowl with the defense doing the heavy lifting and, and the Saints, it, hell, if the Saints if the Saints end up scoring, well, shit, I think 30 saying a lot. If the Saints score less than 24 per game, and still win the Super Bowl. I personally think every last one of them motherfuckers just need to retire. Just retire. <laughs> yeah. the the Super Bowl parade should just be each of them on an individual Segway, waving to everybody, and they should never leave the Segways ever. Permanently stay on a set. Live the rest of your life on a Segway. Just walk. Just. Sh- rolling around casually, wherever, wherever. I mean,
2: I, I, here, here's what I'm gonna do. If the Saints score 24 points or less in all three playoff games and win the Super Bowl, I will donate $1,000 to Team Gleason. And next time it snows in Virginia after the Super Bowl, I will go out in my front yard and I will do Snow Angels naked for one full minute.
1: And I like it. it. <laughs> I was going to say one, 30. One, you said two. less than 24. That's, that's pushing it, but I said 30. I mean, I don't know if they, like ugh, if they scored 20, less than 24 three times. I just – that'd be like – Mark it
2: down. I'm rooting for right it, man. I, I want this to happen.
1: I mean, look, they're 10 sacks away from me having to dress up like Freddie Mercury. And 10 Wait, how many? sacks – it seems like a lot. In the two games. It's yeah. It seems like a lot, but the thing is, Ben Roethlisberger gets sacked a lot. And if the Panthers shut down Cam Newton, the the quarterback that's the backup is literally he's named like the Heimlich maneuver. They may sack him a dozen times. I don't even know who he is. They said his name on the the Monday Night Cast. It was like Heimlich john heimlich or something they may sack him a dozen times so i there's a there's a i would say it's like a 30 percent shot that i'm dressing up like freddie mercury um
2: now if you are who who is picking this kevin who's yeah, picking I'll the let, outfit
1: i'll let kevin pick it and then i'll have to lean on somebody that can uh get me dressed up because i want to do it really well i might have to get my wife to like hire one of her makeup people that she
2: gets my from. wife
1: my wife so i uh My wife wife was angry yesterday. She was salty about the Dolphins, and she was salty about the Saints not scoring any points. Uh, Just an FYI. So, um, before we get to podcast questions... I want to remind everybody, the Saints, the Happy Hour podcast is sponsored by JLD Hot Sauce and Knives. Guys, they have the best hot sauce. Their award-winning hot sauce, Boot Jolika, comes in hot, extra hot, and Thai flavors. Go to JLDSharpsauce.com and use the code SAINTS and get 10% off your order today. That's JLDSharpsauce.com. Kevin, before we get to... The Pittsburgh game, which you explained last week that you don't hate Pittsburgh as much as you used to for uh, a myriad of reasons.
2: That might be my biggest disappointment of the year.
1: <laughs> that Kevin doesn't just hate uh, the Pittsburgh Kevin,
2: Steelers. Kevin's and, irrational hatred of the Steelers was probably my favorite part of this podcast it, for a good
1: two years. Didn't you used to call, call Burger like ghost penis or gray penis? Because of his alleged uh, rape of a woman, I forget it was. It was delightful. Not that what he did is not funny, obviously, but we want to bag on him because he's a giant meathead and he looks like a guy. It looks like a guy that would drink uh, coolant f- to win a ten dollar bet.
3: I, mean, I guarantee. I guarantee you he's been in a barber shop before and, and somebody dared him to drink that blue liquid. They keep the combs in.
1: Uh, this is a good question from, from Eddie, uh, Andrew, bigger impact on defense, Davis or Apple?
2: Oh man. I would say Davis. I mean, Davis has played like a pro bowler all year. He's been a phenomenal addition. Um, but, um, you know, Apple was a critical trade. Um, maybe one of the be- – maybe the best. I-, I would say the best midseason trade the Saints ever made was Mike McKenzie. Yeah. Um, and-, and this this is maybe feeling better than that. And that's not to say that Al- Eli Apple is a better player than Mike McKenzie. Um, but it- I think it was more critical to shift this defense from being having a huge weakness to now – having no weaknesses, you know, he kind of patched up that one area. I tell you, man, Eli Apple's playing so well that I'm starting to wonder if more balls might start going Lattimore's way, which would be a good thing.
1: Yeah, the thing is for that trade, I remember we, I was driving to Vegas and you called me in the car and we did the podcast. Like, the Saints did not fu- – what what week was that? that? that, that it was like week – it was after a game where Crawley was – terrible and but they won and i just i can't remember when it was but the saints just they didn't fuck around like they 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 knew well, it was that atlanta they had, right yeah uh so they or was knew, it later in the season no yeah so they knew that they had an issue and they fixed it and you know it's a third round pick now it's that's going to be like the 90th at at best if the Saints get, get losing the playoffs to start. that It'll be like the 92nd pick. Who cares about that? They they cut picks that high all the time. Um,
2: They're definitely going to pick up uh, Apple's option too, in my <laughs> oh, opinion. Yeah.
1: Kevin, do you think Cam Newton prefers Roombas over Brooms?
3: Oh, I was thinking about that last night. Like, what if everybody just pulled their, uh, you know, people just pulled their money together and bought them a few Roombas but then I thought, nah, fuck that. Just buy him brooms.
0: <laughs> Make
3: his, ho- his house should be a broom closet after week seventeen.
1: Okay, this I want to know
2: so- what I, I want to know what he's sending. Uh, what should he send, uh, Cam Newton, this year? Maybe some Ben Gay, a shoulder sling.
1: Oh, that would be that would be mean. Yeah, that's kind uh,
2: of injury-related, yeah.
1: Yeah, that'd be mean. I mean, you send him wine, you, you, like, is there Send any, him a like, watch
2: for clock management?
1: Oh, that would be, like, a swatch from, like, send, 80s.
3: Send him, a, uh, send him a rack where he can hi- hang all of his exotic scarves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, this is from the, the Afrocentric Asian... Uh, and this question is completely ridiculous. You both might have to answer. Who should Sean Payton sign to help at wide receiver? Adrian Arrington, Nick Toon, or Andy Tatner?
2: I mean, you're way off base here. Clearly what this team is missing is on a Yeah. Or um who
1: is the who is the receiver they 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 drafted? in 2006 that everybody thought was the shit. Oh, Mike Haas. Yeah. Him. That's another bad Saints receiver that they could have brought in. I mean, I mean, that, 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 that guy is a, is a, the Afrocentric Asian is clearly a fan of the show to drop the, mm-hmm. and, Andre Adrian Arrington and Andy Tanner.
2: Breadbuster um, bust. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, If we beat Pittsburgh, do you treat the Carolina game like a preseason game, Kevin?
3: Uh, Oh, man, if they beat Pittsburgh, shit. I say you play the first quarter regular. I I don't know why I'm saying that. like.
2: Uh, uh, Nope. Nope. Nope.
1: No. Nope. They tried that in 2011, uh, 2010, and it bit them in the ass. Where uh, they, played, they played dudes in the first quarter, and Malcolm Jenkins and Graham and Ivory all got hurt.
2: Nope. No thanks.
3: All right, I tell you what. Hard t- take a look at what look look at what happened look at where see this is this is me. Uh, this is me being uh Selfish or worried about Drew Brees, the MVP candidate.
2: That's it. That's that's what that is. It's It's over. over. The MVP is not happening. It's done. It's over.
1: It it was done at halftime of last night's game. Yep. Okay. He needed 350. All right. Look,
3: fuck it then. If If they beat the Steelers, then just sit everybody.
1: They can't sit everybody, though, right, Andrew? They only have fifty-three dudes on the roster, right?
2: Yeah, Not I mean, every- you sit, you, you sit, Thomas, you sit Armstead, you sit Kamara and Ingram, you know, you, you you whoever that uh, third running back is—I can't even remember who the Washington. third back is on—yeah, Washington. Washington. Um, you sit Breeze, of course. Um, you know, offensive line. I mean, if you can get away with maybe sitting. At, Another guy like Unger, that'd be good. Um, on the defensive side, no Jordan, no Lattimore, no Davis. Um, but yeah, I mean, some some of the other important starters are going to have to play. You know, whether it's Marcus Williams or yeah, you can't bench everybody. Um, Rankins, you so bench bad. him too.
1: I want them to win so bad Sunday because I want the Teddy Bridgewater start. I just want to see it. It'll be fun. Um, yeah. And I think, like, just to see him play in a meaningless game will almost make – it'll definitely make the third-round pick uh, worthwhile. Uh, I'm just I'm, – I don't know why I'm so excited about that.
2: Well, I think the rest of the guys will want to sweep Carolina. So, like, they will tell Teddy, hey, like, go win this game. We want, we want to finish 14-2 and two and have the best record in franchise history and sweep the Panthers. And Bridgewater is just good enough that he might be able to pull it off.
1: Biggest and final question, then we'll get to the game. Biggest Pro Bowl snub for the Saints, DeMario Davis or Kamara? Either one of you have an opinion.
2: Uh, I mean, this one's tough because, you know, I, I mean, on at face value, you'd be like, how could Kamara not be on the Pro Bowl team? But, you know, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, and Todd Gurley were ahead of them. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's a tough. it's tough to say that. Kamara deserves to go over those three guys. I mean, maybe it's close, but um, I understand that he doesn't make it. Um, Davis, to me, you know, you look at Anthony Barr of the Vikings. I just, I don't, I don't see how you you look at those two guys side by side, stat-wise. I don't, I don't see any justification for that whatsoever.
1: That's just player. That's just players recognizing a name and checking a box. Uh,
3: He's terrible you know my opinion?
1: Yes, Kevin
3: It don't fucking matter Because Ain't nobody on the Saints Gonna be playing in that game <laughs> Yes, sir Because they
1: gonna be in Atlanta My man uh, I have to say Ever since they moved the Pro Bowl To the week before the Super Bowl I watch it almost every year now, just out of habit, because I'm like, football, where is it when it was the week after the Super Bowl? I was like, nope, Super Bowl happened, football's over, and I would skip it all the time. But now, it's so terrible, and I watch it every year. Uh, all right, so...
2: Oh, I forgot to say, if anyone listening to this podcast, by the way, has tickets for sale for this Steelers game, um, my my cousin is taking my season tickets for this game. It's a long story, but... Uh, I I'm looking for tickets, and yeah. my God, StubHub is for this game. Like, I don't know if you guys are ever scalped tickets, but like it, it's like yeah, I have. It's like five hundred bucks a ticket. Yeah, it must be. Oh, yeah,
1: StubHub, a joke. It must yeah. be the Steelers fans because they travel uh, and they they're uh, one of. It's, uh, That's got to be it, right, Kevin?
2: It's Kevin's buddies. Yeah.
1: No, it's StubHub. StubHub sucks. Well, yeah, but I mean, the price—the price goes up because there's a demand for it, right? And yeah. and it's Steeler fans wanting to go to New Orleans and get the tickets, I would think.
3: Well, okay. yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there's some Steeler fans that want to get shit housed and, uh, you know, potentially do a lot of things uh, that they couldn't do uh, in uh in the Three Rivers area.
1: All right. Before we get to the picks just one bit of housekeeping there are 80 fucking 7 of you people that are due a magnet and i only have 69 addresses so there's like 20 almost 20 of you people that haven't sent me your addresses i need the addresses to get you the magnets when you reach the 7 months so we can get it mailed to you so send me your address Saint, saints happy hour at gmail Just send it and put address in the subject head if you donate $3.28 a month. Uh, Kevin, I'll start with you. The Saints are a six and a half point favorite currently against the Steelers. The Steelers desperately need to win this game to stay ahead in the AFC North. Uh, Who you got?
3: Uh, I got the Saints. I'm going to take the Saints. They're beating the spread.
2: Uh, The offense is actually going to show up this week.
3: Yeah, actually in fact, well, here's the funny thing. I'll say the offense shows up and I'll say the defense gets a score. So, I will say Saints I'll say the Saints 27, uh Pittsburgh 16.
1: That would calm a lot of nerves. Who's the MVP?
3: Uh Cam Jordan i say Cam Jordan will be it because he will personally record four sacks in route to the team getting six total. And then that puts uh, the Freddie Mercury bet into play for uh, Week 17.
1: Yes, it does. Andrew, who you got?
2: Ah, Yeah, I mean, I think the Steelers just played a good game against the Patriots. And... I think they're going to come in and offensively, I just don't think it's going to be a cakewalk for the saints defense because, you know, Juju Smith Schuster's had a great year. Antonio Brown, they're fourth
1: in yards. They're fourth in points, fifth in yards. Steelers. Yeah. 27 a game and 400 yards offense.
2: Big Ben still doing his thing. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm worried about the, the offensive line right now. I don't know. who's
1: Second in sacks. They have 47 sacks. I believe.
2: I'm guess I'm guessing Armstead's not going to go. I'm guessing that Unger, on a short week, is not going to clear concussion protocol. So, I'm worried about the offensive line. So
1: if, if, if Bushrod, if Bushrod, Armstead, and Unger can't go, what's the offensive line going to be?
2: Well, it'll be what you saw at the end of that game. So, you know, it'd be Cameron, Tom. You know, they'll, they'll kick Pete out to left tackle, and then you'd have. Will Clapp and Cameron Tom Hey and,
1: well, um, Hey Kevin will Will Clapp be the first Brother Martin Crusader to ever start for the Saints?
3: Shit, didn't even know Didn't even know he went to Brother Martin. Yeah, fuck it. Week seventeen, he'll start. Well no, he might
1: start he might start fucking Sunday. Jesus. Right. But I, I I gotta believe that's the first Brother Martin Crusader to ever start for the Saints. But continue, Andrew.
2: Yeah, I, I think this is a game the Saints lose. I think they're gonna, have to, I, I think they're gonna have to play the starters, and they're gonna have to beat Carolina at home, Week 17, which I think they will do and secure home field advantage. Um, and, and listen, I think the bye will do them a lot of good, and they'll get some guys back healthy. And uh, I think there's, I still feel great about the playoffs and getting to the Super Bowl and beating the Panthers in Week 17, but. I just think the Steelers need this badly, and they're a little bit healthier than the Saints. And um, I don't know if Breeze is going to be able to keep up with Roethlisberger offensively. So I'm going to say the Steelers come in and win 27-23.
1: I believe that, Andrew, everything you say is factually correct. This is a terrible matchup for the Saints. If if you picked the worst week during the year to have – a crisis on the offensive line. It would be the week you play the team with the second most sacks in the NFL. It is at home, so that helps the Saints, I guess. But if they get behind in this game by two scores, Lord help them. Uh, Everything points to the Saints not winning this game. But I want my Teddy Bridgewater start so badly in Week 17. I refuse to give that dream up. And I will not let... Facts, evidence, or whatever to dissuade me? Saints 31, Pittsburgh 17, your MVP, Demario Davis, a pick six, seals it. Saints win. We get our Teddy B start in week 17.
2: Man, 31 points would be nice just because I think it would shut up some of these Saints Twitter like crazy looting banners.
1: The thing that would make me most excited is if the Saints would win like 10-6. to 6. <laughs> <laughs> They could clench home field, and we could just have abject panic, and they could take Week 17 off, and then they can play Dallas, and everybody in the world can pick Dallas because the Saints are just on this month-long bender of no, no offense, and then they just house the Cowboys. That's that is my dream scenario, but I don't think I don't think it'll
2: happen. So <laughs> this would be another funny one if the Saints win like ten to six and Breeze looks awful, and then Bridgewater starts in Week Seventeen and puts up fifty points on the on the Panthers. But, you
1: know, you know what's funny? You mentioned we, we were we were making jokes about low scores. Probably one of my worst Saints regular season experiences was in nineteen ninety they played the Steelers and the Steelers had Bubby Brister and the Saints lost nine to six Gil Finnerty fumbled inside the five yard line on goal situations twice
2: yeah fumbles Finnerty Christ and so that was his nickname fumbles Finnerty
1: fumble fumble Finnerty man he was great in Canada but I guess
2: (laughs) not not to be outdone by Billy Joe turnover (laughs)
1: It was fun. To, it was fun to last night to make the Billy Joe jokes. It was. It was almost worth it that they won 12 tonight just so we could break out the Billy Joe jokes. You know, so uh, Dave couldn't make it tonight, uh, but Kevin, his back had filled in admirably. Uh, so, uh, Good job, For Dave, Thank who's you. MIA for Andrew, for Kevin, who's back. Maybe he he'll, he's popping in regularly now. It's fantastic. Uh, until next week, the bar is closed.
0: Where's my hot sauce?
2: A win is a win.
0: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car.
3: Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate, not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate.